0: How y'all doing Wonderful. listen y'all gonna have to excuse me because uh, it's been a while since I've been home we've been missing you guys in the mountains um, it's been good but just been been missing home so y'all gonna it, it might get a little wild it might get a little crazy but we're gonna have some fun uh, I believe that God's gonna just speak to some people very deeply and that he's just gonna shift some things up so Holy Spirit, we just welcome you, we thank you, we acknowledge you. Mm. Lord, it's your presence that makes the difference. Lord, there's not an amount of singing that we could do, though we enjoy it. Lord, we, we enjoy giving you praise and acknowledging you. There's no matter of articulate speech that can be presented that could ever come close to your worthiness. So, Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you that you make the difference, that you change lives. (laughs) <laughs> in Jesus' name, amen. Whew! Goodness gracious, it's good to be home. How many of you, uh, random question, how many of you drive a Toyota? Let me look at all the believers in the house. Let me see, I see you Toyotas, I see you, a Honda, anybody, Honda? Hondas are, that's, that's a good car too, that's a good car too all right see i stopped right there huh that says something uh this isn't a paid promotion either but anyway we we drive a toyota we have a we have a toyota sienna uh love it we we moved from like a prius to toyota and like it was just like so much more space of course we had a whole bunch of kids um i say a whole bunch of kids it's not that many it's four so that's probably the the stop yeah in a short time so it seemed like a lot but we uh so one of the things that i love about toyota is that or here I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but we can get free oil changes. And, you know, so it's, a, it's kind of a bittersweet thing because sometimes I'll go, I'll bring my car. And, you know, sometimes like I remember one time it's actually when I was driving the Prius, like my oil pan, you know, like the it's like a pan that goes under your oil filter. I didn't know this, uh, but like I like drove to sulfur from Lake Charles and like I heard sh- I'm like what is going on? So I get home and like I look under my oil pan is down. Well, they forgot to put these little clips on my oil pan. So like my, my thing was just dragging. And so there's just been some kind of incidences that they, you know, that they, that they did that wasn't their previous. And they, they made it right for, for most of them. But anyway, one part I went to, or just recently I went to Toyota when we came into town and get the service and everything. And I go to the service advisor once you, you know, you finish your core. Go to the service advisor, he tells you, oh, what's wrong and whatever. So the guy, you know, I've been talking with him for a few years since he, he moved to that position. He's like, oh, he said, yeah, he said, y- it seems like you have two nails in your left tire, one nail in your right tire. And like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what? Because I had like a little, the pressure, like I needed to put some air in the tire, like before we went to Colorado, don't judge me. Okay, people. Anyway, we made it, huh? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I had like the little tire pressure thing that was like the indicator. And so I was thinking, oh, that could be why that's on there. And then he said, "Oh, and you you have a corroded you have a corroded uh battery terminal." And I was like, "I just changed the battery, and you know, I didn't notice some stuff on there." So I was like, "Okay." And then he says, "You need some spark plugs and your windshield wipers are streaking." I was like, "Okay, my windshield wipers are streaking." And then he said like a, a few more things. I said, I said, "Whoa." I said, "You sure you have the right car?" He looks Oh, Mr. Murray, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, okay, okay. Well, he had the wrong car. It was a road car, so all this stuff, he said, oh no, you're good. You're, you're good. I said, okay, that, that sounds right. That's- <laughs> Listen, he was telling me all this stuff. I'm just, no, no. But how easy for a moment like that for us to take on some stuff that's not ours. How easy when you're talking to Auntie and Auntie's telling you what they said on the news oh, the cases is up this much, and you know, and we're the hot spot, and this and that. How easy is it to take on Auntie's fear as your own when it's not for you? How easy. It's it's like in a moment, everybody say moment, moment. Everything can change. Come on, listen, I'm gonna be honest. There there's there some times I wake up and I'm good. I'm like, whoa, like, you know, I'm just ready. I'm I'm pretty much amped up all the time. But like I'm I'm amped up, but then something like happens and then like my whole mood is just for days. I'm like, oh yeah. In a moment. So a moment where I didn't check my thoughts created a movement where I was grumpy, where I was irritable, where I was in a place that I was never meant to be. I had one of my, my very good best friends in town, Zach Attack, Pastor Zach. <laughs> but our moments, what we do in our moments turns into movements. The way that we steward a moment, think about it. Think about the life of Jesus, okay? Jesus, you know, we we could say around 33 years he was here on earth, but there was like three significant years, around three significant years that's recorded in the Bible where we see that he changed everything. Where he changed everything. And as believers, we've been mandated not to behave properly but, but, but to believe. because once we believe he'll take care of our behavior. Once we believe past religious religious uh, rhetoric that's been trying to, that, that's been thrust upon us by culture, once we get past that part and once we believe... He changes the behavior. A lot of freedom can be experienced just by believing. But I need to discipline myself for this, and you know, I, you know, I can't go there because it, no, 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 no. Just believe. The one work is to believe. So when we take this thing into a moment, okay, most practical thing. Look, I'm, I'm going to just drop this real quick because I, I didn't have this. Um, And they have this, but look, the most practical thing to handle, to steward a moment properly is, are you believing in that moment where you, you know, you, you have the facts laid out on the table, you know, you want to be wise, you don't want to be reckless or, you know, you don't want to be irresponsible, but do you believe as a believer, okay, if you're not a believer, it's, 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 it's okay. You just get a little bit extra information, but you can make that decision right now in a moment. But for the believers, you've been called to believe. That's why, we, that's why we're called believers. That's why we're called people of faith, because we're called to live our life with faith. We're called to live our life when we come into the room. The atmosphere should, shane, should change. It should never be empty. It should never feel bland. Because we walk with God. We are children of God. That's not just a fancy title. We are children of God. So everywhere we go should look like heaven. It should look like our father's house. So, yes, we be- I love what Leslie was saying. We believe a little crazy. We believe that God could heal you. We believe that, that, that a disease could be gone from your life in a moment. We're called believers for a reason. And, you know, I love, <laughs> I love the supernatural. I love the supernatural. I love it. And, you know, I love the practical. I, 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 one of my greatest joys is serving uh, just because it, it, it's so easy. Like I, I told you all this before, but one of the things like I really love to do that's kind of weird is like friends that's about to move. Like I love helping them move because, you know, you, you're a true friend if you help somebody move. You know, because you, you lifting stuff is heavy, but I, like, I like search out. I'm like, okay, oh, you, you're moving. Okay, I barely even know you, but, you know, you came into my life. Like, let me help you move, you know, just because it's such an opportunity. Uh, that's just one of the, the biggest things on my heart. So, like, the, the, I love the practical as well, but watch this. We're called to steward these moments of the supernatural and the practical by just listening to Holy Spirit, by valuing The person of the Holy Spirit. You have to value him. He's not an it. (laughs) He's not distant to value him, that relationship. He's he's the change agent. He's the helper. He's the one who who comforts us. He's the one who gives us strength. When you feel like you can't drop this thing, this this thing that's holding you back, he's the one that gives you strength to, to overcome that. He's the one that gives you revelation in your life, this, this secret information that helps you progress in your life. It's the Holy Spirit. So we value the Holy Spirit in this house. And then the next, the next step is obeying. You come near, you could you have, you have an encounter with God, you could be on your face, stuck out, a leg grow out, you can see all this crazy stuff, but it goes back to the individual person is, will you obey God? The Holy Spirit. This is like like you come in here Sunday and you know we're all like fired up and the music is like or or like you go to camp or anything kind of like that where you just really encounter the presence of God, but you're like, oh yes, I obey the Holy Spirit with my life. God, I give you everything. But then Monday morning comes, and that situation. that is so antagonizing you, comes back and you feel all those emotions. That is the deciding factor where the Holy Spirit says, will you obey me that I'm a healer? Will you obey me that I'm enough? It's it's in that moment. So obeying. And then creating space. creating space each one of you you created space this morning for the Holy Spirit how did I do that Patrick I'm glad you asked you came to church whether you came out of religious obligation or or whatever the case might be you came to church you created space when we take the moments in our thoughts throughout our throughout our workday And we we just acknowledge God. That's what worship is. It's it's acknowledging the presence of God. It's not just about music. Music helps us. That's awesome, you know. Which let me pause. Shout out to our worship team this morning, Jade and Allie. I didn't know my wife could play keys until like 30 minutes before we were coming. We're actually going to do some Christmas with some family before uh, before we head out. Like I didn't even know. Like she said, "Oh, I want a keyboard." I was like. Oh, you want to practice a keyboard? And then she, you know, I think Miss Kathy I called her. Oh, could you play keys? And she, <laughs> I said, wait, you can play keys? And she's like, I've been telling you this. I was like, oh, and yeah, okay. And she played keys. Well, communication yeah, communication class. It was, uh, it was great. Yeah. It, was, I, it was, yeah, let's get over the worship team. Come on. Come on, amen. Excuse me. We're going to have a Holy Spirit water pouring over the head, uh, Tom, at the altar later, so be sure you get to the altar. Okay, see, you can say stuff like that, and the Holy Spirit like, actually tell you to do it, and so uh, I, like, try to limit myself from saying crazy things just because I'm not Will, and I'm not that radical yet, but the Lord's working on me. (laughs) Okay, y'all, okay. I'm too funny, so let me get back to uh, giving you this word. So, scripture, you say. Who said Scripture. Y'all excited for a scripture? Okay. John 5, 19. I'm going to show you this because this is, this is a very, very powerful principle on stewarding moments. Okay? Like, don't feel, don't feel beat up. Uh, it's real easy to feel beat up, especially like Christendom when we have all this extra stuff to be like, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm not this enough. But listen, the truth of the matter is, is how you and the Holy, it's, it's your relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's you and him. And when that is taken care of, he'll teach you how to be a husband, he'll teach you how to be a wife, he'll teach you how to be a father. But is that relationship with God is that, that's significant for your life? So watch this in John 5 19. And the context is you know, someone that someone that just got healed. But so Jesus said, I speak to you timeless truth. The son is not able to do anything, ever say anything, anything, anything from himself or through my own initiative. I only do the works that I see the father doing, for the son does the same works as his father. Because the father loves his son so much, he always reveals to me everything that he is about to do. And you will all be amazed when he shows me even greater works than what you've seen so far. So Paul's right there. We see at the very beginning, the son is not able to do anything from himself or through his own initiative, through my own initiative. Now, we're talking about God in the flesh, God, the son, Jesus. There's a balance if we study the life of Jesus, if we just observe the life of Jesus, that's very, very important for the life of a believer. He was dependent on God, the father, even though he was God. What are you dependent on? What are you dependent on? What? This is a way to find out what you're dependent on. If it was taken out of your life right now, and your life crumbled, that's an indicator of what you're dependent on. There's nothing worthy of our full devotion or full dependence other than God. Not a spouse, not a substance, not a community, not a fashion style, nothing except God the father, the source. And so it's coming to this place that says, know what, God, you can take this, it'll hurt, but you're worthy. You're the source. You supply my every need. It's seeing God, it's this dependency on God. God, you could take whatever you want. You, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I love you. And then when you have that type of thing in a moment, He can say, give this, or go here, or do this, and it doesn't matter, because even though it may hurt, you realize that the source will sustain you. Y'all, I don't know if it's my melanin speaking, but I feel like running across this room right now. Y'all lucky I don't got my Yeezys on that, that Will gave me. I got those boots with the high heels, so they kind of they hold me back. <laughs> Watch this. When we are dependent on the system rather than the source, then we become susceptible to deceit. I'm going to say it one more time. When we are dependent on the system, everybody say System. Rather than the source, then we become susceptible to deceit. God is our only source. Let me break it down a little bit further. If you depend on a Sunday for you to come on a Sunday to get filled up, you've missed it. That's right, Declan. Come on, give me a five. Give me a five. Praise. <laughs> all right. You have to go to the source. You, listen, 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 listen. I felt like Eric just now. Listen, 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 (laughs) did I get that from you? I don't know where that came from. But look. God is your source. You get to have a relationship with God. You get to hear from God. Everything from your ears, to your eyes, to your mouth, to your nose, to your spirit, to your soul, to your emotions, to your your, your mental capacity. Everything by you was created for God. You were meant to experience God. Not just good music. Not just good preaching. Not just charismatic preaching. Not just good videos. Not just good Instagram quotes. Listen, you were meant to experience God, to encounter God. Everything about you was created to live in the presence of God. Even down to we we go a little bit intellectual and go into the the brain and, and just the glands. That's actually they they don't know what the the, the experts of today they don't know what it does. but you were meant to encounter God. We get that privilege. So moment by moment, what would it look like if we were to live our life moment by moment with the Holy Spirit of mine in worship? And listen, it's not as mystical as it, it, it may sound. You know, sometimes it looks like, sometimes it looks like, uh, he's trying to preach, boy. Come on. Sometimes it looks like just holding the hand with your father, and just walking. Hold on, I'm going somewhere with this. And ju- and you're just walking, okay? And then he decides he gets bored and he wants to go off, but the father is right there to protect him. Okay, I just failed. I, 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 okay, all right, you good? You got to excuse him. He's praying. That's the anointing. Get the oil, son. Get the oil. Wait until we get real. Wait until we get real radical. I'm gonna just be able to look at my kids, and they'll be able to grab the oil and go pray for people, and just, just out. Amen. Ishabadahi. Okay, where was I? I was somewhere good. Moment by moment, moment by moment. Oh, we're good. Only huh? we've been going for 15 minutes. So what happens is, what would it look like if we, if we lived our life, this moment by moment, see, moment by moment, and we see this in the life of Jesus. We see it in the scripture. I only do the works that I see the father doing, for the son does the same works as his father. Another translation says, I only, only do the works that I see my father doing, I only say what I hear him saying. So we have a template. The life of Jesus is our template. Y'all ever like, you know, do a Word document or you need to like build a resume and, you know, or or something like you just pull it up and then you just, you know, erase the, erase the, uh, the words that's there and you just copy and paste and it's already like formatted with the same font. Anybody? Just me? Okay. Okay. I see some people. Woo. But like, so this thing, like, you know, it's a template. It's like a, a pre-made thing that's already ready for you. And it just makes, is make life a lot easier. You don't have to recreate it from the, you know, the, the uh, start. Jesus is our template. When we look at the life of Jesus, that's the life we were meant to live. And so when we take what Jesus did, but not only what he did, but what he stood for, and we bring this thing down into a moment, then it's very easy to say, hey, do I flick this person off that just cut, cut me off? Come on. I told y'all, we go we cut up. If, you, if you're religious, you may be offended. We'll pray for you afterwards. That's a spirit, and it will leave. Do I comment this? Or do I not comment this? Do I look at this or do I not look at this? Do I eat this or do I not eat this? And so it comes down to moment by moment being dependent on the Holy Spirit. Not this, you know, because one of the things, you know, you see this and like, I just didn't hear God yet. Okay, if you didn't hear him yet, just just go. Go ahead. You know, just get to moving and he'll get to speaking if you're not already hearing him. It's way easier to guide a car. You know, to, to steer a car that's in motion than it is a, a steel car. You could turn that wheel all day, but it's not going anywhere because there's no motion. Sometimes you just got to step for the last thing that God told you to do. And a lot of times that's why we don't hear God speaking. It's not that he's not speaking. It's that we're not hearing because we've been, we fail to be obedient. We fail to obey here. And sometimes, it, you know, God's so gracious that sometimes we bypass that. He's God. He does what he wants. Random question uh, Is there somebody with foot pain, left foot pain? You have left foot pain? Okay, okay, okay. Let's just pray. We go pray, and you just put your hand like you just over the shoulder. I'm helping you out right now. I'm helping you out. You ready? G- In the name of Jesus, left foot pain, leave right now. Leave right now. We'll come back to it. A moment. <laughs> Does God have permission to completely change your life? In a moment, have you given God that permission? Have you given God permission to completely uproot you and take you to a land that you're not familiar with, that's uncomfortable, to take you to a place? In your mind, that's uncomfortable. To take you to be obedient and do some things that's uncomfortable. Does God have that permission in your life? It's this lifestyle. It's living, I, I call it vocally. Everybody say vocally. What in the world are you talking about now, Patrick? The, somebody get this man off, of the, off this microphone. Vocally. V-O-C-A-L-E. I know how to spell, but it's a half ac- acronym, okay? I made it up. So I'm going to say it one more time for, you know, I wish I had a board. I would write it, but V. O, C, Ali. Is there a word for that? Like smart people, is there like a half acronym word, or did I just completely make that up? Okay. See, look at that pioneering, pioneering. You never heard of that before, but it's just been created because I spoke it. Heshaba, vocally. Value. Okay, that's what the V stands for. Value. The O stands for obey and the C stands for create space, value the Holy Spirit, obey the Holy Spirit, create space for the Holy Spirit. And Ali, I don't know what that means. Y'all could bring your own meaning to that. Let the Lord speak to you. (laughs) Living recklessly abandoned Living recklessly abandoned to the Holy Spirit will not make sense to your logic. I was just talking to Will last night, and I'm tearing up uh, because what he, the food that he brought me was so good, and it just, it, it touched me, and I'm thinking of it right now because I might be hungry, and it just really touched my soul. So... <laughs> Whew. okay but no I was talking to Will last night and I was telling him Alan I had a conversation earlier but before that and it was just this thing that God has given us so many ideas and me personally God has given me so many ideas just to create and just to bless people but I've limited them on the basis of logical oh, how am I gonna do this how am I gonna do that instead of just know what we're just gonna do it we're just gonna go. We're just gonna. We're just gonna birth this thing, or uh, moving to Colorado. Uh, you know, our, our just whole our whole area was was displaced and uh, just just very damaged, and you know our, our our house our house wasn't in in the best shape, and so like we just thought, okay, like what what is next? What's next for us? What what do we what do we do? And then it came to, you know, us kind of like strong. Oh, we can do this. We can do that. Blah, blah, blah. But it came down to this praying, this real simple prayer. Like, it, you know, it wasn't mystical. We didn't have the candles going, been fasting for five days. And then I saw I saw Jesus floating on the cloud, the Nimbus cloud off a of Dragon Ball Z. I, it wasn't it wasn't anything like that. It was OK, you know. Allie was reminded of something God had shared with her. That reminded me of something that God shared with me. And it was a moment of, okay, let's just pray and let's just ask God. What did he say? You go. No, you go. She went first because she's, she's. Whoa, man. Yeah, she's. Higher level. High, oh, higher level? Okay. In the name of Jesus, <laughs> it shall be. <laughs> but, uh. So she goes first, I was like, okay, we're going to go on the count of three. One, two, three, Colorado. Colorado wasn't on our radar. I, I, I'm a Southern boy with some melanin. And so when I think of Colorado, I think cold. When I think cold, I think warm. And when I think warm, I think, I think Southwest Louisiana, the humidity. I like the little, I like the little, you know the little film you get when you walk out. You know, just that that constant sweat during the summer, I like it. It's a personal preference. At the, but that's just me. So Colorado wasn't on our radar. And then it started this thing of, you know, just kind of, okay, applying for houses, applying for houses. The market's so crazy, there, the houses will be on one day and they'll be gone the next day. And like with multiple bids and, and blah, 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 and all this thing and like wanting this house and like, okay, that doesn't look good. And talking to a few scammers and like, it was like, okay, this, is, this just feels weird, you know? And so backing out of that until one day this lady kind of reaching out to us and said, hey, like I have a house I haven't even put on the market yet. But I resonated with you guys' story and wanted to be part of it. A lot of times with God, He's not asking you for this whole plan. He's asking you to believe in the moment and believe it enough that you'll just stick with it and not back down and not be intimidated by your situation and not be debtored. Is that a word? Debtor? Like D E T E R? Like debtor? Like. <laughs> Deterred. Hey! To be deterred, that's good, it it was way worse back in the day, but to be deterred by people's opinions, but to believe what God has said to you, unapologetically, not irresponsibly into the part that, you know, hurts people physically or puts them in harm's way. But it's this thing of moment, in a moment, can God speak to you and say, do this? And will you stick with it long enough to see it birth what it was meant to birth? And so we see in the life of Jesus, three years, and he changed the world. He created a movement that we still experience 2,000 plus years. Later. How? Because he's God. Okay. Yes. But because he stewarded a moment. And he stewarded that moment upon moment upon moment because he lived with this relationship with the Holy Spirit, this communion with the Holy Spirit, where he constantly said yes to the Holy Spirit and to what the Holy Spirit was telling him to do. And all these moments created a movement that you can go to any culture in the world today and Jesus has a presence. And I'll close with this. There was um, was actually an awesome teaching that Pastor Tim has sent uh, me and, and some of the other guys by this guy named Dr. Miles Monroe, wonderful teacher, um, just very, very a, a man a revelation of revelation of legacy and just just wisdom and so many things. Well, in you know in this teaching, he was telling us about you know when Abraham, I mean not Abraham uh, Abraham Lincoln, in this moment where you know his cabinet. I believe it was, they, they were against him for slavery. Abraham Lincoln, you know, he wanted to free the slaves. But his cabinet said, what? Like, no, let's not do that because they all had, they all had slaves. But he's like, no, that's, you know, the, the, even the Bible, you know, because they used the Bible in that time to justify uh, injustice. But this thing of Abraham Lincoln, he stood for that very thing, even though his community, even though the people that his advisors, you could say, were supposed to help him, he stood for that thing. And now we still talk about him today because of what he stood for. What probably came to him in a moment that was tested in a moment that I would imagine could be very easy to to, to back down from when the whole culture says, oh, it's right. But that thing inside of him would not let him sleep. Would not let him back down. And so what is God telling you to do? In this moment. Not when you go home. Not tomorrow. What is God telling you to do? In this moment. Is it to say something? Is it to give something? Is it to share something? Is it to create something? Is it to apologize? What is it? Is it to repent? Is it just to acknowledge him? The legacy... that you leave on this side of eternity as a believer will be dependent on the way that you steward a moment. Does the Holy Spirit have permission in your life to change your beliefs? To completely change your life? Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for ears to hear. I felt the Lord say that, that I don't know if it's one person or multiple people, but you have a, there's a, there's a thought that plagues you like, oh, I don't hear from God. Yeah. Yeah. That I can't hear from God that's not that's not me. And the Lord wants to share, just believe that he's speaking. Just believe that he's speaking and he'll make it known to you. You don't have to worry about how he speaks, just know that he is speaking.